is good. Hello, hello. My name is Juliana Page and it is so nice to virtually meet you. I am excited that you're here and thank you so much for making the sacrifice of time to invest in hearing and absorbing everything that I'm going to share with you today about maximizing your potential. Now, this is a message that is not random. It is not random that you're hearing it at this time and in this season. And with that being said, it's a message that you do want to grab a notepad and a pen to actually write down because something so, so powerful happens when you actually write down what is being highlighted to you and then you can revisit it later and integrate it into your life. Whatever life changes are being highlighted to you, whatever light bulb moments you really need to revisit and actually process and reflect on. It is so important that you have it on paper and that you can revisit it later. So grab those things, all right? Now, I do want to take a quick second to introduce myself. I am currently living in Austin, Texas, although I am not a Texan. I am originally from the Midwest, from Ohio, and I've also lived in New York, Philadelphia, DC, and LA, all before Texas. So I've been all over the place. I like to joke that I shocked my system (laughs) before settling to some degree, but I traveled mainly for internships or school or jobs and different things, but Texas was a bit random, I must say. I literally drove across the country from California and am so surprised that I've been here for 11 years. It's mind-blowing to say that out loud. And I have been coaching. I'm a certified life coach. I'm a master coach. And I've been doing that for 12 years. Also weird to say out loud, but this is just something that I knew that I was put on this planet to do. It's something that I instantly felt my baby leap, so to speak, (laughs) when I was exposed to coaching. It totally caught me off guard, but I knew that it was for me, that it was my path, and that this is literally how I'd been prepared and trained, that this is literally in my blood, this is in my DNA, this is what I have to be doing. And I have a heart specifically for the hurting. I have a heart for underserved communities, the lost or maybe purposeless, those that are really struggling with meaning in life or even their identity. I am somebody that found out I was adopted when I was 10 years old. So that radically shifted my life story and transformed a lot about my life. It also had me asking a lot of very deep questions early on. And it had me also navigating in my own strength and understanding, which is completely opposite (laughs) than walking by faith. So I didn't come from a legacy of faith, which you might find interesting, but that now is what I incorporate into what I do. And I also have a heart for the trailblazers, for entrepreneurs, for those that are actually taking big risks. They're using courage, they're stepping out, they're doing maybe something that they've never seen done before, and they don't necessarily have anybody championing them and in their corner supporting them and keeping them accountable and really helping them make these big faith moves, right? And then I also have a heart for relationships, healthy relationships, and also legacies. So life covers the whole gamut. And my role is really to water your dreams and your destiny and the possibility that's available to you and also freedom. 
right? And remind you that you get to be whole and you get to make the risk to actually be your authentic self, which that can be a risk specifically when you've been trained to be somebody your whole life or when you've really catered to the expectations of other people your entire life. It can feel like you're losing everything when you actually start investing in you and your dreams. And I will say this is all in your mind, okay? And whatever we hold in our minds will tend to occur in our life. So that's kind of why I mentioned even being a young person, being exposed to the fact that I wasn't really sure what my home base was or actually who I was or what I was here to do or what I was good at. Nobody was really nurturing that potential. That's why I have such a heart for it now. But I had a lot of fear and anxiety and what I call future tripping where I'm constantly freaking about the future and I'm trying to make sure that I can have a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? In the works so that I'll be good, so that I'll be set. But that's a lot of pressure. And so that was a really hard way to live. But I tended to have that experience over and over because that's whatever I was holding in my mind. If we continue to believe as we've always believed, we'll continue to act as we've always acted, right? That makes sense. So if we want different results in our life or in our work or in our relationships, we have to start by changing our minds. However, all the self-help in the world, I was a self-help junkie, right? I would read all the books, I'd go to all the conferences. I was so hungry for mentors and for learning. However, all the self-help in the world, I noticed didn't actually bring me the peace that surpasses all understanding. And it's very different when you have the spirit of God operating on the inside of you because we're actually transformed by the renewing of our mind and we renew our mind according to the word of God. So without having that in my life, all I had was Google searches and self-help books and conferences, right? But I was totally blown away when I started really investing in pursuing the things of God in reading God's word and developing a relationship with God and learning to hear from God and being led by a spirit. That's really what changed my life. Now, if you've invested in yourself for any period of time, you know by personal experience that it's way easier said than done to change your mind, particularly in the beginning before growth and renewing your mind and changing your attitudes and evaluating what's going on in your heart before all of that becomes a lifestyle habit or practice it's tough in the beginning it can feel like you're just climbing uphill professional life coaching what i do is a vehicle to navigate transition to discover your destiny and achieve your dreams Life coaching is great if you're in a relatively healthy place, but feel stuck in some area of your life. So I do recommend there's a great inner healing ministry called Sozo. And I also recommend therapy when you do have uh, your when I guess better said when you're in a time or a season where you do feel like you're being led to process some trauma or you're being led to heal from something that you just walk through or to grieve even. Sozo ministry and also therapy are great tools. In fact, I have a therapist that I still work with. I have my own coaches that keep me accountable. So I have my own advisory board of tools and resources that I use. So each life coaching session, however, 
is primarily forward focused to help you determine a plan for reaching your goals and establishing the strategic actions to get you there, right? It's one thing to have a plan. It's one thing to believe, but faith without works is dead, right? We don't get anywhere if we're only walking, if we're only believing something without acting, we're not getting anywhere. We're actually not progressing. So coaching helps you answer questions that ta- that tend to really nag your insides. So questions like, are you completely satisfied with every aspect of your life? Or are there areas that you'd like to change? Are there parts of your life where you feel you need to grow and become stronger? Are there goals you want to reach and dreams you long to fulfill? Is there something you believe you were made to do or be and you just can't seem to get there? I literally cannot overemphasize how significant investing in yourself is. And you being here is a testimony that you are somebody that does invest in yourself. And you are your greatest investment. Now, when you are in Christ, you do have the power to develop into a bold and victorious believer. Apart from him, in John 15, it says, we have nothing, we are nothing, and we can do no good thing. Crazy. Talk about humbling, right? But in God, we have everything, we are everything, and we can do everything that is God's will. That's what we learn in Philippians 4.13. So when it comes to what I do, I'll give you a little backstory, and then we'll get into this word for today. I really am here to expose you (laughs) to leadership and mentoring and give you the tools, specifically God's spirit, pointing you to God's spirit, pointing you to his word, giving you biblical principles, helping encourage your faith, giving you methods, strategies, keys that you can implement, wisdom and insight for situations that you might be facing, and then also bring forward the accountability, the challenging of coaching, and support, really exposing you to community, team, advisors, and pointing you to who might be an asset in your life, okay? So think about this, for where you're at right now, is what you've been taught effective for you? Is what you've been taught effective for you? Because really and truly, potential will work if you work it, okay? But we need practical works to support our faith. So a couple of ways that if after this message you're like, oh my God, this is totally speaking to me and I need more of this in my life, I will give you a heads up about how you can get plugged in. So one of the best things that you can do is go visit julianapage.com. There's two great ways that we can get connected and then bonus material as well. So the first way and the way that you want to plug into as soon as possible is the God's Vibes Mastermind. I am a preacher of God's Vibes. Specifically, the fact that God's vibes matter. This is actually an affirmation, a reminder, a self-check that I literally got in a download in my quiet time from God about how, you know, you hear that vibes matter. You can sense an environment, you can feel the tone or the atmosphere of something. But when it came to knowing God, I didn't know God. 
I didn't know who God was. I didn't know God's heart. I didn't know his thoughts. I didn't know his word. I didn't know his spirit. I didn't know how to be led by his spirit. So God's Vibes Matter was all about prioritizing God and prioritizing specifically relationship, not religion, that I might grow in wisdom and understanding and in the knowledge of his kingdom that I might then be an expression of him and his glory to other people in the world. And that is a process, it's an ongoing process, but we get to grow from strength to strength and glory to glory. So God's Vibes Matter is all about that. It's about how you align with God, how you sync up to his rhythm, how you partner with him to really do what he is up to, whatever it is that he wants to do in and through you, how you partner with him and co-labor with him on that. So, so powerful. And to me, my greatest life work. So the God's Vibes Mastermind is essentially a huge group (laughs) of many things. So you'll actually get different course content. You'll get my five books in course form. So there's videos, there's homework assignments, and this is all self-paced, but you'll actually get to be taught by me and really get an interactive version of these books that I've written and also get the homework assignments that you may then apply it to your life. There's also a bonus course, which is called U2.0, which is really doing this deeper inner work. So that is also a benefit to you. Now, in addition to the coursework, you'll actually get a private community where you can be asking questions ongoing about what's coming up in the coursework. And there's also weekly live coaching. So you can also be on the call and get live coaching or benefit from hearing the testimonies of the other people that are being coached as well. And there'll be a library of all of these as well. So you can re-listen whether you're on a walk or doing the dishes or on your commute, whatever it happens to be. So you'll have all of this to access whenever you feel ready as you're led and you can fit it into your lifestyle no matter what time or season that you're in. So that is called the God's Vibes Mastermind Coursework Coaching and Community. It is something that I definitely wish that I had in my life, and now I've made that available to you. So you can learn about that over at julianapage.com and get plugged in. And the other way that you can connect as well, I do offer VIP coaching. So if you know you are somebody that does thrive in coursework and programs and community, but do also want that personalized one-on-one attention and a growth plan that's personalized and tailor-made for you, I do offer VIP coaching with select numbers of people every year. And I say a select number only because my schedule can only allow so many at this point. So that if that is something that interests you as well, I have more information about private coaching with me over at julianapage.com as well. And then you can also access the books over there. You can connect with me on social media. You can also get on the weekly newsletter where I share encouragement and bring some joy to your inbox. So those are all ways that we can get connected and I encourage you to go check that out. All right, let's dive in to this message. So personally, I do really know firsthand and also believe that it is the greatest tragedy to watch potential live unreleased. So I experienced this in watching a parent struggle with alcoholism and it was devastating. 
I experienced it witnessing another parent just work, 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 and that was it. And, and really miss out on a relationship. And it was also devastating to experience. And so I just also know that it was so scary to think about living a life where I never realized my potential. That would be the worst thing. The, the thing that I wanna do is leave this world fully tapped out. And that's what I hope for you as well. And that you actually can enjoy the journey of becoming authentically you and expressing your potential in the fullness of it one day at a time, one moment at a time, and one step at a time. But here's the thing, only a select few will make the quality decision to maximize every fiber of their lives by fully using their gifts, talents, abilities, and capabilities. And this is what I'm calling maximum living. Each one of us, this is the reality, each one of us has the opportunity to pursue maximum living. The question is, will we choose to exercise that option? (laughs) That is the real question. Maybe you have actually been tormented by this question. Maybe this is one that you feel like you've started chipping away at or you just glazed the surface of, but this is something that we get to choose to pursue. Living to the maximum challenges us all because much of our environment is not conducive to this pursuit, okay? So until we're exposed to something different, until we're exposed to, you know, whether it's a person that that is really demonstrating what's possible or gets us or really understands us or shows us what we carry, until we're exposed to that, we don't often pursue it. We actually pursue what is comfortable. The world is set up for us to pursue comfort, but we're not actually designed for comfort. We're designed for greatness, okay? So this is something that you do really have to be intentional about choosing and pursuing, all right? And every individual, what I love and why I'm obsessed with what I get to do every day is that every person is a walking treasure chest. They're a gold mine of the potential that God put in them. Okay. And there's a verse that I absolutely love, especially since I feel like I I grew up very quickly. I had to mature quickly. It comes from Matthew 18.3. It says this, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Okay. So This simple principle is that God in his heart, his desire for us is that we would dream big and dare to attempt the seemingly impossible. God's desire is for us to do that. It's so, so important that we actually become like children in this sense because children have a healthy relationship with their imagination (laughs) and with not overthinking things or getting overly anxious or insecure, right? So it's important that we actually model that when it comes to the things of God. What we are actually trained to do in the world, however, is we're trained mentally and spiritually to fear our dreams and doubt our destiny. So I'm here to really help you challenge your fears and step into your destiny. And many experts in the field of human behavior have stated that the fear of failure and the fear of success are the two most powerful and most prevalent fears experienced by humans, okay? 
crazy. And King Solomon actually explains how we're supposed to deal with this. He says in Proverbs 29, 25, fear of man will prove to be a snare, a trap of restriction, but whoever trusts in the Lord in the assessment of his creator is kept safe. So by grace through faith, by surrendering to God and trusting God and walking in obedience to God is how we really break through in our life, okay? But many people, many potential just dies with people because they never attempt their dreams because they have fear of failure. And then yet others fail to strive for their aspirations because they fear success and the responsibility and accountability that comes with any measure of success. So I know I took on a lot of false responsibility as a young person. So I used to have this fear of success because I didn't think I could handle it. Life was so hard, right, that I didn't think that I could take on more. But what really helped me was even changing that word responsibility. Responsibility is the ability to respond. Okay. And so when you're walking with God, he gives you the ability to respond correctly to whatever life brings your way. Totally different than taking on too much responsibility. All right. So we are here not to maintain the status quo, but to raise the standard in life. You're here to raise the standard in life. Okay. And there's no handicapped, like I mentioned before, there's no handicap except that of our minds. There is no limit to our potential except that which is self-imposed. In other words, we are our greatest enemy a lot of the time, okay? But what God has said in Mark 9, 23, everything is possible for him who believes, okay? What a daring spirit this statement ignites. It's actually saying that everything is possible for us. Everything, whatever that thing is for you, that relationship, that business, that job conflict, whatever it is for you, that child, having that child, whatever it is, this statement makes us question our own limitations and disagree with our fears. And we need coaching to do that a lot, okay? So the master creator and designer established his purpose for each of us and built into us the ability or the potential to perform and fulfill the purpose or assignment that God's given us. And this is personal and unique to each and every one of us. So, for example, the purpose for seeds is to produce plants. Therefore, by design, all seeds possess the ability and potential to produce plants. This ability to reproduce does not, however, guarantee that the seed will produce a plant. This also is the tragedy of nature. The destruction of a seed is, in essence, the termination of an entire forest, okay? So this is what it's like when we don't actually pursue our potential. There's legacy that's connected to that. Who, for example, is being limited because you're not showing up? right? It's beyond you, okay? So, so powerful. So you and every other individual possess the responsibility for the awesome treasure of your potential buried within you. Because this treasure within you can be fully released only if you are willing to submit to God's will and purpose for your destiny and to cooperate with his specifications. And then that is when nothing is impossible for you. 
All right. So you might be thinking at this point, well, why maximize? Maybe you're not thinking, maybe you're on board, but why maximize? It's really because we are given the ability to develop, to release, and to express. In other words, we can turn the ordinary into extraordinary, right? And I want you to think about this. Your life is like a cup of drink, whatever the drink is, served to the whole world by our great creator. The drink is the awesome, untapped, valuable, destiny-filled treasure, gifts, and talents of potential buried within you. Every minute, day, month, and year is an interval of opportunity provided by God for the pouring out of another portion of yourself until you have exposed all of his precious treasure that makes you unique. This is why you must maximize. You must pour out what God has put on the inside of you. And that is where you actually find your meaning and your fulfillments, right? Therefore, to maximize is to express, to expose, experience, and execute all the hidden God-given abilities, talents, gifts, and potential through God's vision breathed in our souls to fulfill his purpose for our lives on earth. And mediocrity is living below our known true potential. That's why you will never be satisfied. You will never be fulfilled if you're living in mediocrity and just going through the motions or just scrolling through social media or comparing your life to somebody else's. You will never be satisfied living like that. Mediocrity is the spirit of average, the anthem of the norm and the heartbeat of the ordinary. It is not for you who are called to be extraordinary, okay? It's actually though, mediocrity is so common and pervasive that those who are labeled as genius or exceptional have to only do a little extra. (laughs) You don't have to be that extra to actually be extra. Now, to maximize ourselves, you've got to declare independence from the world of the norm and resist the gravity of the average in order to enjoy the outer limits of the new frontiers of your abilities, okay? So again, this exposure, exposure to something new, exposure to your potential, exposure to what you're capable of will bring conflict. You don't want to be surprised by that. In fact, a lot of times when we step into something new, that's when we feel like we come up against resistance, right? It's almost instant. However, (laughs) that isn't something that should surprise you or should make you shrink back in fear, but lean in in faith, right? You are here to actually grow and mature in your potential. Okay, so it's important to know that though, so that you can actually focus on what's in your hands. And as you do that, your future finds you. As you work what's in your hand, your future will find you. Okay, so to discover the purpose or reason for your life and commit to its fulfillment at all costs is your objective. Your true capacity is not limited, reduced, or altered by the opinions of others or your previous experience. I love that. (laughs) You're not limited. Despite what anybody has told you, you're not limited. And living to the maximum is competing with yourself, 
nobody else. You don't even need to know what anybody else is doing. It doesn't matter what anybody else has done before, good or bad. You are competing with yourself. It's living up to your own true standards and capabilities. Success then is satisfying your own personal passion and purpose in pursuit of personal excellence, not perfection. Okay, true success is what you have done compared to what you could have done. Make sense? True success is what you have done compared to what you could have done. All right. Therefore, our principal goal in life should be to be discovering God's will and purpose for our lives and to complete our assignment with excellence, running our own race, finishing our course, like the Apostle Paul says. And at any point in our lives, we are the sum total of all the decisions we've made, the people we've met, and the exposure we've had, and the facts that we've learned. So all of us, in a sense, are a walking history book. But nevertheless, we must keep in mind that our personal history is made and recorded every day. And our past experience was once our future. Therefore, we must be careful not to allow our past to determine the quality of our future. Instead, and where coaching comes in, we must use our experience to help us make better decisions, always guarding against the possibility that it may limit our decisions. Remember, though, your ability is never limited to your experience. And inside of every human... That's why you can never underestimate anybody. Inside of every human is a deep call of destiny to do something worthwhile with our lives. The urge to accomplish great things and engage in significant endeavors is the germ of purpose planted by God in the heart of man. And we often settle for so little, which is the saddest part. So make sure that that is not you. And the reason that this happens is that we fail to realize sometimes that we'll never change anything that we are unwilling to tolerate. So for, let me say that differently. You will never change anything that you are willing to tolerate. So a lot of times we tolerate comfort. We tolerate dysfunction. We tolerate things that have become normal. We tolerate mediocrity. And that's why we don't step into this deep call of destiny that is calling us into our future. But God, our creator, wants us, wants you to consciously choose to fulfill your purpose and maximize your potential because in doing so, you will bring glory to his name, okay? And often this happens, if you've noticed, through a crisis of some kind because a lot of times, it doesn't have to be this way, but a lot of time crises are wake-up calls, okay? And the greatest gift that God can offer us is to push us into a crisis of temporary discomfort that requires us to try our wings. It's this pushing into crisis that really is an act of his love, akin to really a mother eagle that pushes her young from the nest to force them to fly, okay? (laughs) And I joke, don't be a pigeon if you were born to be an eagle. Experience God's altitude in your life. God's vibes matter, right? So when it comes to potential, you 
really have to decide that it is on you. Nobody else can make this decision for you. It is on you to step actively into your potential every day with God. It's not, again, something that we can do on our own or in our own strength or in our own understanding, okay? It's so, so important that you actually step into that because you'll learn one day at a time, one step at a time, and one moment at a time. And I do want to encourage you, if you are somebody that feels like you've made mistakes, like you're too far gone, the devil is a liar. There are so many possibilities for rebuilding even after years of destruction, decay, and neglect, okay? Really, and what I've found to be true is that the discouragement and dissatisfaction with life is the result of our separation from God, okay? And every one of us has this tendency to establish our own wants and will over God's. And that's really where we are discouraged and dissatisfied so easily because it says, hoping God, this is what his word says, hoping God does not disappoint. But it doesn't say hope in people, hope in things, hope in circumstances, hope in material material goods, whatever it might be. It says, hoping God does not disappoint. So, This untold wealth within you is uniquely yours because God creates no two people for the same purpose, okay? Now, the possibility for bringing this meaning and fulfillment into your life is available, however, only to those who put forth the effort to recover their potential and use the potential according to God-given specifications. So it's really learning how to tap into the wealth of your potential. That's your greatest task and the most pressing need of your life. And that is actually how you bless other people. When you prioritize your relationship with God and discovering the potential that he put on the inside of you and actively work work out every day what he put on the inside of you, that is you living. That is you blessing other people who just witness your life. So powerful, it's so much powerful More so than even what you say. What people study about you is more powerful than what you actually do, okay? And we've even seen one of the greatest conversions in the Bible, greatest transformations when Saul, right, became Paul. He actually shifted from being self-centered to God-centered, and that's available to all of us. And until you actually are able to give your life to Christ and surrender to Christ, that spirit of God isn't alive and active on the inside of you, right? When we are born again, we're given this gift of God's spirit. We're given a new heart. We're given this ability to walk in agreement with his word and with his promises, Okay, so only by returning to your source or to your manufacturer, if you will, your creator, can you hope to unlock his power in you. And that's when you actually start walking in the supernatural, not just your natural, which is your own understanding or your own experience or even your own reasoning. Okay, you must know God to become your potential. That foundation is key. Okay, knowing God and then knowing how God created you to function and applying that knowledge to your life is how you one day at a time, one step at a time, one moment at a time, maximize your potential. Okay, and your ability to unleash your potential is tied to your willingness to consistently live from God's perspective, not your thoughts right? God's thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. So us aligning with him and his viewpoint 
is everything. It changes everything. And your responsibility is to discover what God designed you to do and how he planned that you would accomplish it. And until you discover God's blueprint, blueprint, there we go. <laughs> it's really how he plans. Until you got discover God's blueprint, his plans for you, you will not have the motivation to uncover the potential that will empower you to accomplish it, nor will you be happy and fulfilled. Discovery of purpose is discovery of potential. And another way to say that is that you are given this anointing to go after what God purposed and planned for you as you walk and take these steps of obedience with God. So he also provides the necessary resources to accomplish his plans. Okay, and these are all tools given by God to accomplish his plans. And sometimes that's even coaching or mentors or different leaders, right, that can really help you. Okay, so... When it comes to maximizing your potential, I'm going to give you a couple of keys, all right? Are you ready? Are you ready? Hopefully you've been taking you've been taking some really good notes here, but here are some keys just in case you miss them. Keys to releasing your potential. I'm going to give you 6 and then I'm going to wrap up with a final word of encouragement here. Number 1, you must know your source. Number 1, you must know your source and God is your source. You are not your source. Your parents are not your source. Your partner is not your source. Your friends are not your source. Your boss is not your source. God is your source. Number two, you must understand how you were designed to function. Okay? God designed you to operate by faith, not fear, not anxiety, not insecurity, not discouragement. God designed you to operate by faith. Number three, you must know your purpose. You must know your purpose. God created you to express his image, to enjoy fellowship with him, relationship with him, to dominate the earth, to bear fruit, and to reproduce yourself, to multiply. You must know that. Number four, you must understand your resources. God has given you resources of spirit, of body, of soul, of time, of material things. You must know that these are your resources. Number five, you must have the right environment. God created you to live with him in a relationship of fellowship and obedience that is established and maintained by his presence, assurance, guidance, and direction. Spending time with God, developing relationship with God, praying, right? Taking the steps of obedience that he's laying on your heart. You must have the right environment. If you're not spending time with God, you can't expect yourself to really be able to hear God. In number six, you must work out your potential. Okay? Work is actually God's blessing to challenge and expose your potential. 
You must work out your potential. So let me go through all six of these again. Number one, you must know your source. Number two, you must understand how you were designed to function. Number three, you must know your purpose. Number four, you must understand your resources. Number five, you must have the right environment. And number six, you must work out your potential. That is not something that just happens by default, right? That is something that you actually have to work out, okay? So as we start driving to a close here, (laughs) it's really within God's standards and directives that we start to learn how we're designed, how we are meant to perform, how we're designed to function, and what actually will fulfill our hearts and our deep desires, okay? So let me wrap up by talking a little bit about how to cultivate and feed your potential, which is where I do a lot of the work, and you'll find that in the VIB coaching and also the God's Vibes Mastermind, okay? So the potential to produce, like the seed, right, does not guarantee performance nor does the quantity of fruit guarantee its quality. Okay, let me say this in a different way. You may have a good idea that produces mediocrity-laden results, or you may have big dreams that amount to very little. This is true because pregnancy is no guarantee of fruitfulness, and performance is not ensured by plans and dreams. Pregnancy and performance match when the potential to produce is properly cared for and developed. This is dedication. This is how we really become stable over time. So as you can see up to this point, there is sacrifice involved in maximi- there is sacrifice involved <laughs> in maximizing your potential. There's also service involved. How will you serve your potential? A lot of times this is in serving somebody else's vision. It happens a lot that way. And also stability comes when you are faithful over what God has put in your hand and stewarding what God has put in your hand. But all of this requires spending the necessary time and effort to promote the development of your talent. You must cultivate and feed your potential. That is actually how you practically maximize it, okay? So in the New International Version of the Bible, it says that God gave Adam the responsibility of working the garden. And another way to define work is cultivating, okay? Thus, we were created to have a cultivating ministry by making the earth grow richer as we give to it, feed it, and add to it. Okay, you're not here to be influenced by the world. You're here to influence the world, to make an impact on the world with the potential and purpose that God put on the inside of you. Okay, Proverbs 20 verse 5 says it like this. The purpose of a man's heart are deep waters. The drawing out of man's potential requires efforts. Like the fisherman who brings forth the treasures of the sea by hard work and the farmer who harvests the fruits of the grounds by the sweat of his brow, so man must labor to tap even a portion of God's potential within him. So our potential is 
is like soil. It must be worked and fed to produce fruit. This is why I believe that we can't afford to think that personal trainers, life coaches, therapists are luxuries. These are necessities if we actually want to maximize our potential. All right. And understanding and wisdom are the keys to the success of man's mission. Our race to maximize, our race really is to maximize everything God has given us. And it begins with knowing what God requires of us and how God expects us to reach the finish line, which again is very personal, which is why you don't have time to be distracted by what other people are doing or what other people are up to. This is a very personal journey with God. And it requires an understanding of his ways and the discovery of his purposes, okay? Because that's part of the treasure he's given you. Knowledge must always precede action or much time and effort will be wasted through misguided efforts and dead-end directions. So think about it this way. God who planned your life and granted you the potential to fulfill his plans works for and with you when you seek to know him and to understand and follow his ways. Practically speaking, for me even, in a time and a season, remember I didn't come from a legacy of faith, I went out and bought a Bible, I bought a devotional, I set aside time to start reading it every day, even though I didn't know it was going to happen. I brought out notes and started to write down things that were standing out to me. I started praying by reading different prayers that were in a devotional because I frankly didn't know what to do. But I was giving my best effort to start to develop a relationship with God. And shortly, I started to hear from God. The word became active for me. I started praying like I've never prayed in my life. Real changes started happening and it made me hungry for the things of God. Okay. So knowledge may surround us, but unless we apply it to our situation or use it to inform our decisions, it's useless to us. So you don't want to neglect. You don't want to learn. Well, you do want to learn from my story. Don't neglect God or the things of God. (laughs) Because no matter how great your dream is, if you don't have the information relative to your plan, forget it. You won't be able to accomplish your dreams without God. And we might not even know what to ask for if we're not reading God's word, right? To ask rightly, we must understand how we operate, how the enemy operates, and how the world operates, and how God operates. That's a lot, okay? But to ask God to do something for us before we understand any of these aspects of our situation, it's really wasting our time. Okay, so we we really need to start learning because then we start to discover God's ways, his will and his desires. And then we can start really lining up with those apart from God, apart from studying his word. We don't know that stuff. Right. So we need this good information to make right decisions. Okay, when we devalue what God values, we elevate what is insignificant to him. He created us to show forth his power but often we are more motivated and interested in success by the world's standards. Now, the truth is, the reality is, our potential will be wasted if we don't allow God to cleanse our sight and redirect our values. And this happens again, transformed by the renewing of our mind. We start to have value changes and priority changes as we spend time with God and learn more about his will, his plan, his purpose, his desires for us. That's when we really escape a purposeless existence. And it really occurs when we become aware 
of the world standards and compare them carefully with God's. Really and truly, if you do this, you may be surprised by what you find. I really started seeing this when I didn't know how to tune into God. I didn't know how to make God's vibes matter in my life. So I stopped watching TV. I stopped um, listening to the opinions of man and having a lot of extra activities and commitments in my life. I literally created more space to spend time with God. And I took everything else off my calendar. I started driving without the radio on in the car so I could use that time to connect with God and just literally invite him into that space and be in his presence. And that's when I started to really see like, what was driving me? What was I motivated by? What was I chasing? What was I pursuing? Why was it that I didn't know God? Why was it that that these other things were more important? And it really was surprising what I started to find. And my, my thought is that the world is sick because we value the wrong things. So when we start valuing the right things, that's when we come into alignment. It's like getting a chiropractic adjustment, if you will. So as we close, how do we cultivate and feed the talent, skills, and abilities we possess? It's really by investing into these different aspects of our potential, which is body, soul, and spirit. Okay, because each one of those has definite specifications and materials for cultivation and explicit requirements in fertilizers. Okay, and these are all prescribed by God uniquely for you to help you achieve maximum fruitfulness. Okay, and it's essential. They're all essential ingredients for the unveiling of who you can be and what you can do. All right. And to cultivate is to prepare and work to promote growth. It's to improve by growth, by labor and attention, to develop and refine by education and training, to seek or promote such as friendship. To feed something means we supply it with nourishment, provide as food, furnish for consumption, satisfy, minister and gratify. So all of these are basically implying that the process to maximize your potential is to be beneficial, not harmful, okay? So if what you are exposing yourself to does not supply nourishment that is essential for your growth, it's not truly feeding you, which may be different than what the world tells you. Likewise, if any of the activity or attention that you're experiencing does not help you to develop, refine, improve, and promote your abilities, skills, and talents that can't truly be cultivating you, okay? Now, when it comes to cultivating your soul, I'll give you a tips for a few of these. Your soul consists of your mind, your will, and your emotions. What goes into your mind always influences what comes out of you, okay? So for example, if we let children watch disrespectful kids on TV, they'll learn to talk and act the same way. Right. In fact, they won't even know they're being disrespectful because that's just what they're going to value. Okay, and it's going to skew how they show up and operate. Now, what we can do is be careful in what we are converting our mind to. Are we filling it with godly, uplifting materials? Are we feeding it with God's word? Are we spending time? really developing relationship with God? Are we participating in a small group or a Bible study 
we actually can use any moments of leisure that we do have to uplift ourselves and our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. So renewing our mind, disciplining our will, self-control. This could be our diet. This could be what we read, what we watch, what we listen to. And then also our emotions. How do we manage our emotions? Are we just reacting to life? Are we just being caught up in our feelings and letting our feelings be God? Or do we actually have control over our emotions? Meaning we can feel them, but choose not to be influenced by them, right? So we can use our moments of leisure to uplift rather than tear down. We can cultivate our mind. We can literally spend time each week. It doesn't have to be an intense amount of time. You could decide this, but we can spend time researching a useful topic. We can attend a lecture, take a class, or invest in a program that will really help us nurture the goals that God's put on our hearts because our mind is a powerful tool created by God for the good of mankind, okay? So if we don't train our will to be subjected to God's wisdom and purpose, we will forfeit the purpose for which we were born and our potential will be wasted. So self-discipline is the highest expression of self-management, which is manifested in a disciplined will. So a lot of times when I'm coaching with people, we're working on self-mastery, okay? To really help renew our mind, to discipline our will, and then also to really make sure that we're picking up information that's good for our spirit, okay? Because when those things are in order, we find that we show up very, very differently, okay? And our soul, again, our mind, our will, and emotions is both our receiving center and our distribution center. So it receives information through our physical senses and discernment through our spirit, and it sends directions back to both our body and our spirit. So our souls process information both in physical and spiritual worlds. Okay. And self-discipline is what really helps us to have controlled power or disciplined energy. And the more we actually are stable in our energy, God will be able to trust us to manage more of the earth's resources. Okay. So the secret wisdom of God concerning our potential cannot influence our life if his spirit is not present in our heart because only God's spirit knows and understands God's plans and purposes for us, okay? These were written literally long before our birth, and they contain the information we need to live the fullest life and to achieve the impossible in our life, okay? Now, this doesn't happen if we don't cultivate and Feed our spirit by hooking ourselves up to God and abiding in him. John 15, 1 to 8 talks about abiding in God, right? He is the vine and we are the branches. We need to abide in him, abide in his strength, abide in his empowerment, abide in his resources so that we can actually walk like him in the world. So cultivating and feeding your potential is how you maximize your potential. As you pay attention to the fertilizer, you give your body, your soul, your spirit, and the work you do to keep them healthy by the manufacturer specifications, not what the world says, what God says, you'll be surprised and delighted by the many things you can accomplish and the satisfaction and joy in life you will experience. You must cultivate and feed your potential according to God's specifications and his materials, okay? 
So I will just wrap by giving you seven principles that we just covered here about cultivating your potential. So number one, the potential to produce fruit does not guarantee either fruitfulness or the quality of the fruits. Number two, potential must be worked, cultivated and fed to produce fruit. Number three, Ignorance messes up the next generation because God rejects both those who reject knowledge and their children. Number four, God designed the potential of your body, your soul, and your spirit to be maximized by specific fertilizers and environments that promote positive growth and development. So really show me your friends and I'll show you your future is the way that you can say that one. Number five, Cultivate and feed your body by getting the proper food, exercise, rest, and by using it with discretion and by preserving and protecting it from pollutants. Number six, cultivate and feed your soul by feeding your mind positive, godly information, by disciplining your will to discover and live by God's wisdom and purposes, and by governing your emotions with God's truth. And number seven, Cultivate and feed your spirits by living from God's secret wisdom dispensed through his Holy Spirit. Oh my goodness. I hope this message is truly igniting something on the inside of you, that it is really giving you this motivation to pursue your potential. If you've been maybe a people pleaser, if you've been a codependent, if you've been an achiever and achieving really great things, but you haven't invested in what God's plans and purposes are for your life, I encourage you to re-listen to this message and to really devote yourself to investing in your potential and developing and cultivating that potential, okay? Oh my goodness, that is a wrap. I know that this is so much information, so definitely listen to this again. If you didn't take notes, go through again and write down the pieces that really apply to you, maybe those six points that I shared or maybe these last seven, but really write down what is highlighted to you. Feel free to shoot me a note about what struck you from this message as well. You can email me and my team over at info.juliannapage at gmail.com. And we can even pray over any prayer requests that you have as well. And as far as connecting, if you didn't hear me at the beginning, you can visit juliannapage.com and some great things to get plugged into, the God's Vibes Mastermind, VIP coaching. You can get one of the books on the site, get plugged into the weekly newsletter for great inspiration and joy that will come to your inbox every week. And there are other great tools and resources over there as well. And you can also connect to my social media pages over there as well. So looking forward to connecting with you soon. I hope this message truly blessed you. And until next time, stay blessed.